Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. So here's your question of the day. How do we release happy brain chemicals and not feel loneliness? I mean, nowadays, I read a study recently that loneliness leads to dementia and Alzheimer's, and it's a big challenge, even though people are on social media. And I'm excited to have my dear friend, Radha. You're incredibly accomplished. You know, co-founder of Thinks, of Daybreaker, so many exciting projects, and you wrote this great book called Belong. I'm excited about this also, and this is a must-read book for everybody. So what inspired the book, and how do people release these happy chemicals? Sure. Are, are we talking about like dopamine and oxytocin? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are these legal chemicals? Yes, they are. Um, we can actually train our minds to be Jedis and release our natural happy brain chemicals yeah. if we actually get intentional about it. So. I wrote the book because um, after building Daybreaker around the world for five years, we're now a community of 500,000 people. That's astonishing. Well, you tell cities. people really quickly what, what Daybreaker is. What is Daybreaker? Is, Daybreaker so. is an early morning dance community. We wake up at 6 a.m. before going to work. We replace alcohol with green juice, coffee, coffee and tea. We replace the mean bouncers with a hugging committee. <laughs> and we inspire this really wonderful, connected dance floor all before going to work. And we add performances. So you have you know, fire spinners, break dancers, aerialists. Imagine all of this creative yeah. explosion and you know the neural pathways that are c totally connected once you um, allow your brain to and allow your body to let go. So there's a lot of connection going on in the in the in the room, yes. but also a lot of connections going That's on right. here and also connections to to here. Right. Well, when you dance, right? I, th I mean, I don't know if you know this, but when you dance, but you probably do know this. <laughs> you're you know you're reconnecting your deadened neural pathways, your yeah. creative neural pathways that have been sort of um, quiet and dormant for since you were five years old and, mm -hmm. and stopped dancing. Dancing is one of the best exercises for the brain, for That's sure. Right. Children with learning difficulties to uh, people who are growing older, yep. concerned with senior moments. And, and not just following the leader, but really letting your body do its own natural yeah. dance move. So even if you feel like you look silly or ridiculous, know that you're actually feeding your brain. That's a, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And then how does that connect with belonging? So belonging is all about sort of the release of your happy brain chemicals, right? So when you belong, you feel the dopamine rush, you feel the oxytocin rush, the serotonin dump, the endorphins. And if you actually design a community experience. So that actually spells out dose. Yes, and that was that. my discovery in my book. No one ever put that together, which I, I was like, that. Eureka. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, one of the things at Daybreaker that we really spent so much time doing was actually designing experiences that release your happy brain chemicals, that release your dose. Because when you take that level of intention and sort of put them in your experiences, it's no longer about the number of followers or how the type of, the type of reach that you're going to get from those showing up. It's actually about the attendees who are in the room. Like we actually care about the, the, the human that's entering your space and how they're gonna feel. And for us, that sort of KPI is belonging, right? So mm. instead of you know, just saying, oh, I have a community of 500,000 people, well, do they feel a sense of belonging? Like I could be part of a church, I go to Sunday church every week, but I might not actually feel a sense of belonging in it. Mm. Or I might go to a sports game and wear the jerseys with the Patriots, but I might not necessarily feel a sense of deep belonging. And belonging is actually that exhale of, ah, I'm home. There's people around me here who give me wings to explore the, the real version of myself. 
you mentioned church, you, you know, you mentioned sporting events and concerts and parties, but even in teams. That's right. How do you feel that sense of connection without that sort of level of intention? So for us, it's, you know, we think about you know, how do you actually inspire that release of your happy brain chemicals at an event? What can you do as we gather people? Because our cell phones, these casinos in our pockets. These casinos you know, in our pockets. These, right? they, they, they're addictive. They're addictive, and frankly, they're scintillating. They're exciting. They're mm -hmm. new. So throwing wine and cheese parties, we can't do that anymore. Right. Right? We just can't. We have to keep up with how scintillating and sexy technology is yeah. in the way we gather people. So we have to hit fire with fire, right? So if this phone helps me with a dopamine dump or helps me feel like I've, you every know, I'm, you get a like I'm gonna get a share, like a share, you, you know, the, the, I call it a ding addiction, right? Like right. When, every ding that you have on your phone is a dopamine rush, mm -hmm. right? So in that same way, when we design experiences, can we actually sort of, again, compete with the cell phone by designing experiences that release your dose, that release, your, that release every one of your happy brain chemicals that you can't get? Because by the way, cell phone technology cannot replace the human touch, right. right? Cannot replace the warmth of a hug. And so that's the thing that we have the advantage of, but we're still being very lazy and unconscious with the way we gather. So, mm. you know, when you come into a space, when we enter a room, what is the entry ritual? Instead of just saying, I'll take your coat, can there be a little quote card that says, hey, here's a question to ask somebody in the room, right? Mm. Or here's a gold star to hand out to people if they pay a compliment or do something nice. Or here's a jewel for your eye that you feel connected to other people in the room. How can we gather people, right? And in in where it's, it's way cooler to, to have that feeling than being on your phone, right? How you exit, so I call them entry and exit rituals. How you leave and how you enter a space are the most memorable moments in an experience, yeah. right? And yet we're, we're just, you know, usually you're like, bye, see you later. It's interesting because in, in the memory training we do, they call it primacy and recency. Primacy is we tend to remember things in the beginning. Recency means we tend to remember stuff at the end. Interesting. So if you if exactly you meet, if you meet if I give you a list of thirty words, you probably remember the first few words, yep. the last few words. If you met thirty people, you probably remember the first couple people and the last few people. Well, they also say that even with spelling, you can just put a few one letter in the front, one letter mm -hmm. in the back, and you don't have to even have to spell it in just the middle, powerful. and you can actually read a whole sentence without having the full sentence there. So you're you're remarkable at creating unforgettable experiences. Well, and, and I think we Memorable. use science, right, for that. Yes, it's of course the community building, which sounds like a squishy concept, right? Building right. community, creating experiences for people sounds like very um, soft skills, as my dad would call it, right? Not hard skills. But there is a science behind gathering that we're not thinking about. And, and it's about really being intentional and, and really being thoughtful with every aspect of the gathering experience, right? So for Daybreaker, the dose that you get, right? The dopamine you get from the pleasure reward of waking up at a you know, butt crack of dawn right. and waking up before anyone else does and that feeling of accomplishment. I got something off, I checked off my list. That's mm -hmm. the dopamine rush. You also get dopamine from listening to music. Music is a wonderful way to release dopamine. The oxytocin you get from the hugging community at the door, the contact high you get from being on a dance floor with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, concerts, you don't get high from being drunk or, or on drugs oftentimes. You're getting high from actually the contact of being around all these other animals, all yeah. these other humans. Right? That's actually the real high that we get. And that's why we continue returning to offline experiences. The serotonin you get from feeling a sense of connectedness to the greater whole, that this is bigger than just me, right? We feel mm -hmm. lonely because we've been pushed and prodded into selfies, into mm -hmm. how many followers you have, right. you know, how many people can care about you, but we're the happiest in the serotonin and our serotonin dump is the so most. So dopamine is, is, is which one then? 
for people. So dopamine is a pleasure reward. Right. Right. It's getting shit done. And then oxytocin. Oxytocin is the cuddle hormone. The is, connection. Is the connection is touch. Is okay. actually physical human touch. We Helps cannot survive and or that. thrive without it. Americans are the least connected physically on the planet. Quick side: a famous study was done. Uh, they studied how many people touch each other in um, the course of a conversation. Americans touch each other upwards of once in a conversation versus wow. Mexicans who touched each other upwards of 180 times in a conversation. Wow. So we're physically starved, and yet we're the number one porn viewer in this country as well, because we replace our intimacy needs with sex. Anyway, so that's the oxytocin. The serotonin is sense of worth. Okay. Sense of I'm connected, sense of worth, gratitude, and this is bigger than me, feeling a part of a collective whole. And then the endorphins you get from runner's high, from the sweat that you get working out, right? That's, okay. that's the endorphin rush. So you get that Amazing. on the dance floor in spades. So that's your dose. And if everyone listening can design their experiences in the office, at home, when they gather friends, when they're throwing an event, any conference that you're throwing, think about how can your attendees release their dose. That level of thought will make your attendees feel a deep connection to the experience Amazing. and will want to come back. Can we boil it down to like maybe one question, whether it's for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, sure. what were the question people could ask themselves to be able to, because you're so, you're so creative, right? You're yeah. a creator. People wanted to create more dopamine in their life. What's yep. the question they should be asking? So what are the things that they can check off their lists? What are the right. things that they can create in their community that makes them feel a sense of accomplishment? Perfect. Beach cleanup. Anything that feels like, okay, cool, this is something that I, I can easily do and get done, mm -hmm. is that dopamine rush. And is it, is it's it making the, your bed in the morning, like you talk right. about. Right. Is it like the, the accomplishment? Is it how, how important is novelty to dopamine? Novelty is important too, absolutely. At Daybreaker, we have mm -hmm. community members who come over and over again, and it's actually, a, it's a, but it is a new experience. It's a new experience each and every time, yeah. but we focus more on the kind of the, the checking things off your list, the pleasure Perfect. reward. Okay, and um, then the I question. Think it's just very easy. And then the question to promote more oxytocin, oxytocin is how are you connecting with your friends? Are you shaking their hand hello? Okay. Or are you giving them a hug? Um, and what does the quality of your hug look like? Are you awkward or can you just sink into their arms, right? Like, how can we actually connect with our friends in a more physical way without it being sexual? Fantastic. And then the S? The serotonin is asking yourself what you're grateful for. Three things that you're grateful for. Three things you're grateful yeah. for. Um, or the other thing is, how can I be a part of a greater whole that's beyond just me? Right? Okay. So this is not just about having a selfie followership, but this is about how can I join and feel like a part of a greater whole? Amazing. And that's the serotonin. And then the endorphins. The endorphins is what are you doing to sweat and release endorphins and release that runner's high or that... Um, that's amazing. Yeah, that high. You know, what I'm getting out of this is this, we're not human beings, we're not necessarily logical, but we're biological. Yes, you know, that's and, right. And we're not always thinking about the neurochemistry, the things that are going on in our brain that can lead for us to feeling uh, happy, connected, Especially um, in social situations, like no, you don't think about that. Right. Right. Social situation just feels like, oh, everything's happening so naturally and it's so organic. And someone said to me the other day, they were like, well, is it weird to write a book where you're prescribing people how to make friends? And I said, no, it's not prescribing people. It's loneliness is clearly an epidemic. I'm just mm. offering a really nice pathway for how to do that, how to find that. Right. So what would you say to somebody who has that occasional sense of, isolation or even if they're around people they don't feel connected Absolutely. and they feel lonely. Right, well I think step one is to go inside. So I, I talk about in my book, the, the first half of the book is actually a journey of self-exploration, what I call gentle self-awareness. Okay. Right, when you're gently self-aware, 
right? You're able to really actually connect to what are your values? What do I care about today? Mm -hmm. What am I interested in? What am I interested in exploring? What am I good at? What can I actually bring to a community? You know, we live in a very take, take, take culture, but what, what can we actually contribute? Are you good at taking out the trash? Are you good right. at cooking? Are you good at hosting people in a beautiful home like mm -hmm. this one? What are the ways in which you can contribute to your community that feels natural to you, that doesn't feel like a force, okay. right? So, so these are the types of things that, that, that we always think about when, um, when we're going in, is just doing that sort of internal gentle audit, not for it to be harsh, but for right. it to be a joyful experience. That when you go out, there's a level of ah, cool. I know myself. I get I get the guardrails of what I need to be happy, and then challenge myself to go out there and, and find those people. And that's what I it took me three years to find my people. From age 30, right, I felt a sense of loneliness and isolation. I, I realized I spent my 20s sleepwalking and and just spending my time drinking beer at bars, watching sports, and and trying to be cool. <laughs> and at 30 years old, waking up and realizing, wait a minute. I feel totally alone. I feel like I don't belong. And then spent three years really focusing on, wait, let me figure out who I am first. Let me stop sort of focusing on what my parents want, what the world right. wants of me, what, what I think society at large thinks I should do, and actually get into who I am as a creative, unique, individual human being. And when that happened, everything changed. Yeah. And it's interesting because when you're talking about belonging, part of it is self-belonging. It starts with you. If you right. can't belong to yourself, you can't belong to the rest of the world. But the problem with self-help and personal development today is that we get trapped inside ourselves. Mm. The whole point of personal development is to better connect with people outside, right? But right. Better connect with others. By knowing yourself, you're better able to serve others, right? Sense. And when we serve others, we're the happiest, right? That's the truth. Yeah. And then connect to your energy, right? There's so much of brain chemistry that we don't think about is connected to energy. I mean, energy feels like such a squishy concept, but right. energy is the backbone of humanity. And if we can get to know how we're, connect how we're walking into an event, am I walking in being too cool for school? What does my energy look like? Am I walking into my office with a negative energy? Mm -hmm. Am I walking into my office with like, you know, let's do this kind of positive positivity. Um, that type of internal energetic audit will be very helpful and useful for everyone sure. listening as well. Not to mention, who are the five people with whom you're spending all your time with and what is their energy like? And if their energy brings you up or brings you down, are, you, are they grandfathered in? Are they, you know, who are these people around that you're surrounding yourself with? And ask yourself how they are contributing to the energy in your life. Right, and that affects, yeah. we talk a lot about brain and brain performance. That affects your, your peer Absolutely. group. Absolutely. Who you spend Everything. time with, of course. Everything. Because it's not just your biological networks, it's also your social networks. Right, but it's also your physical networks. I mean, mm -hmm. when, when you hang out with people who are unhealthy, you're unhealthy. When you're hanging out with people who are mean and rude, and you're yeah. mean and rude, right? So it, it applies to your physical and psychological. Yeah. So for everybody watching at home, what would, uh, what would you challenge? I know you're really big on challenges. Yeah, uh, my big challenge for is... For people who are watching this. Obviously, I'm gonna recommend everybody to get a copy of the book. Thank you. Yes. Um, the, the biggest challenge right now for everyone in the world is to prioritize community, to prioritize the concept of belonging, to find your people, to really stop prioritizing love and romance and prioritizing work and professional career path. Mm -hmm. For me and for so many of my peers, first focusing on your community and your tribe First, pick, taking that time to get to know yourself so that when you go out and find your people, you're finding the right people. Mm -hmm leads to a life of prosperity, wealth, and health. And so the biggest, biggest challenge I can give everyone out there is to put your computer down, 
stop canceling on your friends. <laughs> this is your time to realize that we are nothing without community. We are nothing without friends. You know, Harvard did a study that came out, a 70-year study that showed that the single most important thing to live a happy, healthy life is one thing, relationships. Mm. It's not money, power, fame. It's not having a hot girlfriend. It's literally about friendships who give you that exhale of I'm home. So yeah. let's really prioritize that today. And the, it's cliche, but it's true. You see the word, word illness and you change that I into we and it becomes wellness. Oh, beautiful. I can't take credit for that. That's amazing. Me to we. Uh, illness to wellness. I Who came up with that? We have to find, I'm sure it's that online somewhere. That is brilliant. That's very, very cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Rada, what I would recommend everyone do right now is pick up a copy of this book, Belong, and I challenge everybody to take a screenshot of this podcast episode or of this video and post it on social media because I believe when we're talking about community, one of the best ways of learning something is to share it. Right? We, when we share it, when we teach it, we get to learn it twice. And take a screenshot, share it with your community, tag us both. Well, how mm. would people find you on social media? At love.rada, L-O-V-E dot R-A-D-H-A. Oh, that's beautiful. Tag us both there and then share your big aha from this conversation. Your big aha, your big insight, or the thing that you're going to do to create more uh, dose. Dopamine, oxytocin, <laughs> serotonin, endorphins, our create more community, because that really does all of that together. As always, I'll repost some of my favorites there. Thanks for being here, Rana. Thank you for having me, Jim. You're the best. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, 
teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.